In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Selling a little... Or a lot? <coughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Yo, 
guys, welcome to an all new So Bad It's Good. This is a brand new episode. This is Thursday. Uh, welcome to your Thursday, folks. How has the week been? I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever uh, when it really has just been one day. Okay, so this is the insanity. I don't know if you're watching me on YouTube or if you listen to the actual show. Thank you for doing either. Uh, but I, I've been sick and I'm still not completely back to my normal self. But uh, on Sunday, I just started feeling horrible. I had a good Sunday. And then by Sunday night, I had a fever. It wasn't COVID. Um, you know, wasn't the, wasn't, wasn't the dreaded vid. Uh, I had a fever, had the body aches, um, and just felt horrible. And that, and I lost my voice. My throat hurt so badly. And uh, that's what scared me. Because usually if I feel bad, I still can talk. And uh, I, ju I just couldn't. So luckily, and I had already done the pop culture roundup with Sophie, and uh, I had already interviewed Laura Belgray, the author of Tough Titties, who we had on Tuesday, who she was amazing. I'd already done that the week before. So, uh, but I usually throw in like just 45 minutes of me BSing with you guys about pop culture stuff. And it is so funny with it. And then Wednesday, by the way, I, I was on Kristen Doty's podcast. Uh, sex, uh, sex, love, and what, what else matters? I think sex, love. Anyways, just type in Kristen Doty. It, it, it was a lot of fun. I hope you guys liked it. Kristen Doty will be on this show. We did the interview this morning. She'll be on, I believe we're going to air that on Monday. Um, but it is funny when you're kind of, and by the way, hello, Patreon. I wasn't able to do a Patreon episode. It kind of just threw a kink into what I've built my life around, which is this show. And when that goes down, you're just like, oh my God, like what is, oh no, like the sky was falling. You guys I was like, oh, I'll never talk again. Oh, my enemies have won. Um, <clears throat> wow. I, my voice is actually coming back. That felt good. Felt good to <laughs> felt good to use this booming voice. Um, still a little loopy from the cold meds. But then uh, Tuesday, I felt really bad as well. And then I thought I was getting better Tuesday night. Then today I wake up and I had to do the Kristen Doty interview. And I had gotten a full night's sleep. So I was like, and I, but I was just loopy. And I did the Doty interview. I was loopy, I think, the entire interview. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. I hope it was okay. But I don't, I think I had an out-of-body experience. I think it was like that tail end of being sick. And I texted Doty afterwards and I was like, yo, I um I don't know if that was good or not, but thank you so much. Uh so I, I hope it was good. I'll let you guys be the judge of that. And I know you'll tell me. So <laughs> so uh how are you guys? Are, I miss you. I miss you. I do. Um, even though, like I said, I really have not gone anywhere since I've released two episodes this week, which is more than most people will will do. But it's that thing, you know, it's like habits in our lives. If you don't do something, I mean, some people have healthy habits like working out or eating right every day, but I podcast every day. And if I don't do that, I feel like something uh, truly, truly is wrong. So I, I'm just now just saying this out loud. Everything is okay. Nothing is wrong. I mean, things are wrong. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I mean, we're not 
in that submersible Titanic thing, which we're going to talk about in a second. So this is what it's going to be. This is going to be a pop culture roundup. And then after the pop culture roundup, we're going to do a mini recap of Real Housewives of Orange County, episode three. Listen, I've watched the first two episodes. I was going to recap those last week and everything just got craziness. But we're done with Vanderpump rules. Oh, uh, me and the crew. It's me, Lisa Vanderpump. We've decided to take a break. I said, everybody, we must Get our gusto back. We must put down the cameras and go back to our family. Which, by the way, cameras are back up in a week. They're starting filming in a week. So cameras are back up. Uh, Lala, I know, said on her podcast that she felt like they haven't had any time off. And I think that really was just because... You know, they did have time off, but they're just not used to being this busy and in demand in terms of their podcast, their brand deals. I mean, it hasn't been a hit like this in many, many years. So I'm sure that has been just so insane to deal with. And then to go back right into filming, it's going to be really interesting uh, to see what season 11 brings. And I think it's not, of course, going to have the punch that this did, but I think it's going to be really interesting in a whole different way. And I talked to Dodie about this because I thought, man, would it be interesting if there was like this meta aspect to it of watching success, how it affects all of these people and watching whatever Tom Sandoval is doing, <laughs> watching whatever he's doing and responding to is a whole different thing. But all of these other people, they've been able to buy houses. They've got all the, you know, uh, money whether it's ill-gotten or gotten for the right reasons, does change a person. And when you are all of a sudden in demand and everybody wants you at their club, their restaurant, their podcast, that does have to affect you as well. So I think that's what's going to be one of the interesting things for me to look at is how does this change everybody? Sorry, guys. <laughs> I have to keep this voice. <coughs> there it is. Okay, we got like six minutes into it before a cop. Um, so Vanderpump rules. Uh, let's see. I asked how you guys were doing. You said you're guys doing okay. Good, good. That's the thing, too. If I take breaks, I'm always scared that I'm never gonna hear from you guys again. You're gonna be like, Well, well, this guy, well, we we trusted him and then he just abandoned us. I do want to make a couple of announcements about the show. Is that Oh my gosh, so much has been going on, you guys. That's I think I got with the end of Vanderpump Rules. You know, we had such a wacky schedule, and I was doing those marathon three hour plus podcasts, you know, by my own design. Nobody asked for that. I did that. Uh, I think by the end of that, I was really exhausted. And listen, there's family stuff going on, which you guys know about, which by the way, my God, you guys, my mom has received hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of postcards. I just had a postcard. People have sent these beautiful flower arrangements. Somebody sent a mushroom blanket because I think that's based on a time when I said that I had done mushrooms and I don't want my mom knowing that, but you guys sent a mushroom blanket. What are you doing? A mushroom blanket? What? I was like, mom, I don't even know what they're, I don't even know why they would send a mushroom blanket. That's crazy, mom. No. I uh, got a beautiful um, uh, uh, a bagel brunch the other day. I mean, people have just, I mean, gone above and beyond for my mom. And I, I will never forget that. And and I want to remind people, my mom is a little like just loopy and, and she's not going to be able to get back to everybody. And I told them that. Um, and so I, I'm going to try my best, but I just wanted to say an overall blanket. Thank you. My goodness. My dad has, uh, you know, each day my dad will just be like, 
I am in awe. I am in, you know, you tell that like, oh my God, this is amazing. This has brought such um, lightness to every, not light, but you know, just a little light into the situation right now. And I don't know, I, I think I spoke about a little bit about this on the Patreon, and I'll speak a little bit about it here, um, as uh, try to vague as I can. You know, my mom was admitted to Mayo last week, and she had to stay there like three or four nights, and uh, I wasn't able to go down because I had my dog, Brooke, it's a whole thing, you guys. Uh, I was assured that it was going to be okay, that I didn't need to rush uh, rush back. She got out, and and the <clears throat> the thing is, and don't worry, there's going to be a timestamp if you want to skip past this part and go right to the pop culture. Totally get it. Um, the You know, so, you know, my mom's stage four and, you know, there is, you know, the immunotherapy was making her even more sick. We had already stopped the chemo. That was just not working. And it's just aggressively, it's just ravaging, um, you know, her body in certain ways. And I think that is the frustrating aspect for any of us that have dealt with this uh, to watch somebody that you love, you know, somebody so strong and in control to watch these little pieces of themselves kind of go away. And she's got such a great spirit still, but you see these little aspects of it. And I was tripping out because, um, you know, you think about those little things. Like I, I realized the other day, I was like, Oh, my mom's never going to drive again. And it was such a little thing, right? It was like, Oh, you know, but I was like, wow, it's never going to drive a car again. I wish that had happened 20 years ago. No, no, no. It was that it really kind of, I just, that, you know, those little things where you'd be like, oh shit. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, they, they've stopped all form of, you know, life-saving medication because that we're past that point. And I guess once that happens, you are considered, and she's already been working with the palliative care team. Uh, the, the people over at Mayo Clinic have been amazing. And that's kind of trying to make this last stage of your life as comfortable as possible. And, uh, and then when you, when you stop any kind of life-saving medication, you immediately trigger hospice. And when I think of hospice, I think of, oh, wow, that you got a week you got a week left. I remember when my uncle passed away and watching hospice take care of him. And it was just a very, uh, it was just very intense and sad at that time. Um, and so I was like, Whoa, but what I, you know, was told to is that, you know, for hospice, it can, and you guys might've had different experiences. It just means the start of, you know, you're, 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 God, you can't speak about this intelligently at all or kind of right. Like, have you guys experienced that? Every time I try to talk about this, I never know the right words. I never know the right thing to say, even to myself. I'm like, okay. Cause everything you say sounds wildly. You're like winding down, like winding down what you're winding down your life in the easiest uh, way possible. But that, you know, is that sometimes that can be six months. Sometimes it can be a year. Um, now that's not going to be my mom's case, but, uh, you know, there were, there were two last things. And if you have listened to this show for a while, I've been open about this in certain, uh, I do so much content. You might not have even heard it. It might not, you might've just breezed by it or, uh, didn't hear that episode, but there were two things that we were hoping for, or she was hoping for. She'd hoped to go overseas. And we realized that was never going to happen at this point. But there were two last trips was that to go to Hawaii with my dad. And that was where my dad and her met, uh, not met. Well, they had already met, but my dad went to Vietnam and they had started dating like just very briefly before he went to Vietnam and they would write each other like, you know, at multiple times a week. And then when he got to go to R and R, 
uh, the soldiers got to uh, like spend a week in Hawaii. So <laughs> imagine this, you know, you know, he's a small town kid from Columbus, Ohio. He has to write a letter to my grandma, rest in peace, Grandma Davis, to say, hey, I would love to take your daughter. My, you know, really strict Catholic, my mom and her family had to write, you know, I like, know we're not married, but it would mean the world to me if uh, you would allow, um, you know, Rebecca, Becky, um, to to come to Hawaii for an R&R. And, and she, you know, I, and the attention, the intention was there to get married. And so my grandma let her go, my grandma and my grandpa. And that was 53 years ago. It was 53 years ago that they did that. So they were able to go back. Gosh, what is this about a month and a half ago to that uh, for three days, very quick trip. And the first day they had the best time ever. And then my mom had done a little too much. And I don't mean like she was playing volleyball. She was just like, just walking can really upset things. And she was in extreme pain and had to be like laid up for the remaining two days of that trip. And my mom is, you know, she's that, that kind of tough. That's annoying because you're like, dude, it's going to help you if you let us know if you need to go to the haunt, you know, if you're, if you're hurting that bad, you, you can't tough this out. Nothing's going to change by you toughing it out. We want to make you as comfortable as possible. So, um, so, you know, got back and that caused a bunch of health issues as well. And it keeps spreading, of course. So then last week she had like a, this insane potassium deficiency, um, which really can affect things. And they had a, they had a take her to Mayo Mayo sent her home after they thought they were going to admit her. They didn't. Um, but then it was a whole thing. Anyways, ended up having to be admitted for like three or four nights last week. And, uh, that leads us to, there was the second thing that she really wanted to do. And I think I had brought this up on the show was that she wanted to do a cruise around Alaska. Now my parents, big cruise people, <laughs> I've never been on a cruise myself uh, because I'm not at that stage of my life yet. But no, they love cruises. Swear by them. Uh, I have many photos of my parents uh, spending my inheritance. Uh, they would be at a silent disco or swimming with dolphins. And I'm joking about that. There's not going to be an inheritance. And they've made that abundantly clear, which is great. Totally cool. Uh, God, now I'm looking at you, Heather Dubro. Oh, I've got to talk about that in OC later. Heather Dubro, the way the, I mean, they have a private chef. That's sitting there like, you know, with the family, making them ribs while they have family time around the day. What the, what the heck is going on over there? Regardless, she wanted to go on this uh, cruise to Alaska. We had scheduled it, then canceled it. And then she, even after Hawaii, she was like, we can do this. We can do this. And the doctors over at Mayo were like, we're going to get you there. We're going to get you there. And I think, and I don't think my parents will listen to this, but I, we, I mean, me and my sister were like, Hey, wait a sec. You know, maybe we don't need to get us there. <laughs> let's, let's think about this. And especially after last week, I was like, there's no way we're going. There's just no way in hell that we are going. I mean, she is getting sicker and sicker and there's just, I mean, there's so many things. Like I, I bought her a wheelchair. That's another thing. Buying your mom a wheelchair. And, you know, I, I bought my mom a wheelchair. You know, you want to buy your mom cool things. I always had this dream of being su so successful one day that I would buy my mom a house or a convertible car. She loved a convertible car. And we were never able to to afford like, you know, a real convertible car. 
And those are my dreams. But then the dream then to like, well, I bought her a wheelchair. You know, it's not, I guess it, you know, kind of has a sunroof if you think about it. Um, But all these things are happening. And I'm like, there's no way. So then the Mayo people, their whole thing, and they kept her there for four days to make sure she was well enough. And and what happened, I guess, my sister's a nurse as well. And she was explaining it to me is that and I'm, I shouldn't probably be sharing this much, but I haven't really talked out loud in the last couple of days. So uh, I need to talk. Um, so supposedly there's like a honeymoon period that your body goes through when, and maybe it's a mental thing as well. <clears throat> when you stop doing any kind of form of treatment that your body is like, okay. And, and there is a, not a lightness, but it is easier because the medication, not even the chemo, because that had been done, but like the immunotherapy, what it does to the body to try to get the body better can just ravage the body at the same time on top of cancer going through the bones. And and then it was uh, spreading in the liver. And so what they did, they last week, they scheduled a bunch of radiation treatments to try to break up these masses in her liver to make it more comfortable and to make sure she would, would do it. And um I guess the whole point of this story is that we are going on this cruise. Um, and uh, yeah, I really hope that, and you know, I've talked to, I, I talked to Manitza and I talked to a couple, you know, I, you know, I, I'm, I just to be, I'm, I'm really scared and I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just, you know, you don't know why, you know, I, I, I want, cause my mom keeps saying like, this will, this is my last wish. This is my last wish to watch you guys have the time of your life. And like in any other normal circumstance, of course, this would be the time of anybody's life to go on a cruise. I've never seen Alaska. I've never been, are you kidding me? But when you're doing that, watching somebody that you love dearly in pain, it, 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 that I can't kick into my head where this would be the time of our lives. But I'm also a glass um, half empty kind of guy. So I'm also wrong so much. Not about reality shows or pop culture. I'm right 100% of the time. But in my own life, I have been wrong so many times. So what I'm banking on is that I'm wrong this time. And that's what I'm banking on. So... Uh, all this being said is that, uh, I'm going to need you to save me. No, no, no I'm, I'm saying that we're going to have a little bit of a different release schedule in that I'm not going to be releasing as much. And when you think about it, I release too damn much. No, no, don't beg me. No, no, I'm releasing too much. No, I'm not. Well, regardless, I'm, uh, you're going to get a long show today. I don't think I'm going to break them up into two episodes. I think it's going to be one long episode. And then Monday we're going to do Doty. And I have a, an idea that I want to do. Um, potentially with some throwback episodes and, and who knows, maybe I'll check in from C <laughs> maybe I'll check in from Z and let you guys know, but I want to try to be as present as I possibly can, even though this is such a great escape for me. And, uh, I think that is why I have been working so much and I've got to, I've got to check myself about that. And, uh, you know, so uh, I will keep you posted and a great way to, you know, for you to check in is usually on Instagram. I'm always there puttering around, uh, Patreon's another great way, but I don't mean like, go oh, give me any kind of money, but that's another way. Um, and, and hello baddies over there, uh, patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good. We're voting right now on which show I should cover next, which by the way, and just like that, the Sarah Jessica Parker, second season of the sex and the city, uh, spinoff, uh, premieres today. 
Che Diaz, my favorite podcaster ever, is back. Hey, just thought you might need a little Che. Remember that? Her finger-banging Miranda in the... When Carrie was pissing herself. Remember that? The first season? By the way, love the person that checks in on this and doesn't know what I'm talking about. They're like, this guy's talking about some chick being finger-blasted while a girl pisses her bed? Five-star podcast right here. Uh, so we might cover that over there. We might cover it here on the main feed. Who knows? We've got uh, Welcome to Crappy Lake, the Sonia and Luann, uh, the Sonia and Kenneth Luann show that comes in July. We have the new Real Housewives of New York premiering in July. So there's a lot of things to come. And I'm 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 saying this all out loud to get myself psyched up again. Like I'm fine with Vanderpump Rules being over because I mean I'm gonna miss. Sometimes those Thursday nights, and I know you're going to miss them, but you know, we might even cover past Vanderpump Rules episodes. Who knows? But I'm trying to get re-inspired again. But at the same time, um, I'm going to be honest with you guys is that I'm not all here. I'm here, but I'm not here. Um, maybe I'm more here when I'm on the podcast than I am in my actual life is probably the reality of that. But uh, please forgive me. And I'm going to use a big housewife term here. Give me grace. If you could give me grace for the next little while, I'm going to try as hard as I can, but if I'm a little angrier than usual, or I'm not, um, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not nearly as funny. And you're like, you've never been funny asshole. You know what I'm saying? Just give me grace. We'll figure this out together. Uh, I think I I had a little bit of a, a, a sick panic attack thinking like, well, what if, wow. My, you know, it's, it's really weird what my mind is going through right now. And, uh, I'm trying to find things, you know, pop culture for me, I don't know about for you guys and reality TV has always been that thing. No matter what was going on in my life, I could look forward to that TV show. I could look forward to that album. I could read that passage in a book could watch that TV series. And it could take me away someplace that made me laugh that ignited some kind of weird response in my head that I wanted to talk about it with friends. That's what all of this does for me. And I guess that fear is what if it stops doing that for me? What if I'm not able to convey the amount of love and passion I have for these things and for these ideas? You know, when I get up to do, you know, like if I can get to the mic, if I can get on front, you know, like I can get there, but sometimes lately it has been hard um, you know, there's, I think a depression, you know, starting to set in where it has been hard for me to even do those little things of turn on the TV sometimes, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that. And I've always dealt with mental health and this isn't like, I'm the face of mental health. No, 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 no. Um, but it's something I've always been aware of and I'm trying to, um, not completely fall flat on my face. Does that make sense? No, I, I don't want because this is this means so much and I and I need this. So um yeah, I just wanted to give you a little update. It's probably more than a little, but um okay, this is 22 minutes and 44 seconds in. I will be going on a cruise. Uh thank you guys for all of the well wishes with my mom. Uh I, I'm sure, and that's the other thing. I'm just I hope you guys you guys are. I just sometimes worry that you're going to get so sick of me talking about this because I know you have your own issues. I know you have your own families. I know, um, you know, and I hope, I hope that's not the case. I hope that's not the case. Um, but let's get on to something very, very happy. And that of course is this, this little boat that went this submarine going down 
to find to, 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 to a billionaire and some buddies going down to search the wreckage of the Titanic. Yeah, let's 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 go there. Now, Ryan, you're saying this is a pop culture reality TV show podcast. Why would you be talking about this? Well, there are so many things that are entwined with this story. And as as weirdly, uh, you know, we make these real life tragedies almost pop culture. We did it. We did it with like murder and mystery and all of that stuff that all of a sudden kind of entered the public lexicon as pop culture all of a sudden. But these big events that we all kind of gather around start to have the narrative push of something that you're like, well, this would make a great HBO Max docuseries. Um, you're already thinking, you're already seeing the docuseries instead of actually realizing what a horrible tragedy this is. Now, if you're listening to this on Thursday, these guys, I know you probably have read about it, but let me kind of re, re-familiarize yourself with this. It is the uh, Titan Sub. It is uh, this this company that does these uh, these kind of missions. It's called Ocean Gate, the company. And uh, the founder of this is this guy Stockton Rush. And he made this sub that is not, you know, this is not, it's, it's not a well-made sub. In fact, he did a 60 minutes piece years ago talking about, you know, Hey, playing it safe is boring. And the thing is actually maneuvered around by a wireless PlayStation controller. Like I hate fucking video. I'm not good at video games. Imagine that. Imagine. And then why did this thing have to be Bluetooth? Like wire that shit in. The thing can only fit like five people. It is a, it's like a death steel coffin. You have to be bolted inside this thing. This is nightmare fuel. I mean, this is a nightmare. And so these people paid $250,000 to go down to the wreckage of the Titanic. You know what I'm like? I fucking saw the movie and I was like, I'm good. Wow. Tragedy. Holy shit. No, like, you know what the great thing about being lazy is? I've never been like, this movie ain't enough. Gotta see it with his own two baby blues. Like, no, I got it. James Cameron went down there enough. I'm good. I'm totally good. You know what? Also, that movie's a fucking tragedy. Don't need to go to, and I've always, I've done so many segments on this pod where I'll get going about the Kate Winslet, the door, the piano lid that they're both laying on at the end. And I say both loosely because this Kate Winslet pushes this Leo DiCaprio off. Ridiculous. They fucking say, never let go. First thing she does is let go. There's like, Hey, get, I want to fucking sprawl out on this thing. Um, and I always thought that was the cruelest way to die around the Titanic, this Leo DiCaprio Jack character. But now there's a new, more horrible way to die. It's paying $250,000 on some kind of weird rich man adventure to go down and see this thing. And then uh, they somehow lost contact with this. They don't know where it is. And the depth of where the Titanic is, you can't go scuba diving down there. It's like, what, 2.5 miles underneath the sea? I've been watching all of these TikToks that are just insane, talking about... uh, you know, the, the, the amount of life in terms of like the fish life, the vegetation, like, you know, each, each like, you know, hundred meters, what that, you know, it just gets scarier and scarier. I mean, you know, so much of the earth's uh, oceans uh, have never really been explored. I mean, there's crazy. I mean, the Titan, they died down there. And that's the other thing is these rich people, which is there was a thing about the Titanic, right? It was like these rich people, they got to afford a ticket on the Titanic. And then they perished down there. And now it's happening again. I mean, listen, I will say this point blank. I would love if they got survived. 
We need more stories of survival. And yeah, you can't compare. Of course, you can compare a thousand other things right now that's like, well, screw them. They decided to do that. But no, that's not what we're about. Like, of course, we want them rescued. Of course. I, I would love to wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, that's amazing. What a story. And yeah, maybe that billionaire guy would then donate all of his money to all of the less fortunate. And who knows? But there's a 19-year-old kid on there. There's a father and son on that thing. Imagine a 19-year-old and just going down there. It's five dudes. Uh, you know, uh, I just don't know anything more horrifying. They run out of oxygen. They will, they, you know, they will potentially suffocate to death if they hadn't already imploded based on some weird fall. And the thing looked like a death trap anyways. There's one tiny toilet on this thing, and it's not even a toilet in the sense of like, well, going to go to the toilet. It is literally in front of the four other gentlemen where you sit just staring them. And it's like this little hole I've seen pictures of. They don't really have food down there. They had the lunch they had taken for that day. And the sad thing is to get back up to the surface, you need a corkscrew up. And that corkscrew, it takes hours and hours to even get there. And then once they get up, they have to be unscrewed out of this thing. They can't release the latch and let themselves out. They are dependent on somebody else unscrewing, like, un, you know, corking them in a sense to get them out. And they have all of these rescue teams out there, but it is, I mean, it's like searching for a pin. You know, it's a, what a, a needle in a haystack. It, and I think the, the, there's so many things on why this story fascinates us. But I think deep down, it's because this is one of the scariest things imaginable. The only thing I, I was talking, you, you know, it's like, well, maybe space. Space would be scary. If you were just out there in space, you know, just floating in space, just nothingness. But I think the ocean is way more scarier, too, because you do get to a point where you run out of oxygen and what the body will do, let alone if you got the bends. Um all of it is just no, no good. Now, of course, there is a pop culture element to this that involves Blink-182, which we're going to talk about in a second. But this is just uh, this is just a tragedy already. And like I said, by the time you are listening to this, we will know if this is going to be, uh, uh, you know, something not anymore of like a search and rescue of just like kind of a search mission. Um I'm going to play you some clips here that I found uh, on TikTok that I found kind of interesting explaining this uh, a little bit. Uh, and you guys might have already seen all of these things yourselves, but it has just been so fascinating to me. Uh, here is somebody. Uh, this is from Microwave Fork. Great name on TikTok. Let's see here. I was a Titanic kid growing up. You can't say you're surprised, look at me. But I was obsessed with the Titanic shipwreck. Um, when I was like 11, my like life goal was to go down there and see the bow myself. Um, the bow is the only part that you can even like get onto. Still, it's falling apart. It's 100 years old and it is under. The Titanic shipwreck is 13,000 feet under the surface of the water. You can stack almost five of the world's tallest buildings. The world's tallest building is like 2,800 feet. You can stack five of those on top of each other and you will barely reach the Titanic shipwreck. Um, the amount of pressure that is on that shipwreck, if you reach it, 5,850 pounds per square inch. That is the equivalent 
of 46 school buses that are 18,000 pounds each stacked on your chest. In order to visit the shipwreck, divers have to go in a corkscrew in order to avoid instantly getting the bends and also avoid their submarines literally fucking imploding on each other. It takes 75 pounds per square inch to 150 pounds per square inch for your body to literally just implode on itself. This little MacGyver-esque tube that these millionaire tourists decide to take down to visit one of the most unforgiving terrains on earth is absolutely insane for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars you too can have the worst 96 hours of your life that results in death here's all the scenarios that could happen they are on the surface and they get found they could get unbolted and they could get oxygen second case scenario they're on the surface of the water but they are bolted into this thing so they are unable to get oxygen so they can watch each other become asphyxiated through their little tiny porthole third case scenario and if they're not found and saved I hope this is what happened to them. Honestly, they are on the way down to the Titanic and it just implodes. Their little submarine implodes. They all die instantly. Their brain can't comprehend what's actually going on. Now, the worst case scenario, this little tiny MacGyver Campering World-esque submarine made it down to the Titanic somehow. And these millionaire dumbasses decided to play God a little bit more and decided to explore the already deteriorating bow of this hundred year old shipwreck that has claimed the lives of 1,500 people, some of which had similar bank account amounts to them and then got stuck in the Titanic and lost power and are just down in this metal death trap in a metal death trap that they created too, literally asphyxiating in the dark. Um, that's so scary to me. And then in five years, they're going to send down a little robot or someone who actually knows what they're doing in an approved submarine, and they're going to find all their corpses. And they won't be able to raise them to the surface because of the pressure. Wow. Wow. Happy Thursday, folks. I mean, she did a great job of explaining, I mean, just the horror, uh, the horror that is involved in all of this. Um uh, Here's another. This is a scientist who actually went down on this this company's expedition and had similar issues with this. And I thought this was fascinating as well. Listen to this, you guys. This is uh, from a TikTok account, um, Stone Meta uh, Metal Gym. About the September of 2000, I was invited to become the first uh, uh, correspondent to report from the Titanic. I had a deathly fear of water, but being a correspondent, you don't say no to an invitation like that. So I went, we left Halifax, uh, Canada, went on station above the Titanic and dove in there two and a half miles down uh, to the bottom of the Titanic. And uh, as your viewers may or may not know, when the Titanic sank, it broke into two pieces. The bow section went straight down. The stern did a somersault. And so it exposed it when it landed on the bottom it exposed the propeller. So when we toured the bow, there was no problem. There was a moment of silence we had just for the sake of the victims there. It's all very somber, very haunting. And then as we traversed the debris field over towards where the uh, stern section had landed, the first thing that caught my eye was the giant propeller. And when I say giant, it's huge. Compared to our sub, our sub was like a little mosquito compared to the, to the uh, blades of the propeller. But I remarked to myself how shiny it was because it's got brass and so it doesn't corrode the way the rest of the Titanic has. And as that happened, as I was uh, just dazzled by this giant propeller, 
I noticed we were speeding up and that seemed strange to me. I thought we should be slowing down. And we later found out that we got caught up in a very high speed underwater current. Those do exist down there. We got slammed right into the blades of the propeller, became trapped behind the blades of the propeller. And not only did we feel the collision, but also huge pieces of the Titanic started falling down on us and we knew we were in trouble. Wow. Trapped behind the propeller. How did you manage to get yourselves out? Well, um, you know, it's when, when you were down there, uh, my first concern was panic. Would there be anybody, the pilot or my diving buddy, would they panic? Because we'd been told a story uh, on board the ship before we dove of a man who would, was caught in a similar situation and in his panic went to the escape hatch thinking... Oh. Oh. Wow, sorry. That uh, cut off all of a sudden. Basically, the rest of that story... Uh, he went down to the escape hatch, tried to uh, tried to uh, remove it, and then said, "Hey, if you, you one thing gets moved out of place, you will entirely be crushed because of the pressure of the water." Um, so basically, this guy, a scientist, you know, in this situation where they were stuck, he was uh, he was trying to think his way out. Because the the pilot couldn't, you know, figure it out, you know, that they were stuck in this propeller thing. And uh, it took him 30 minutes, a great mind. And he said, I can't do it. I can't figure it out. And he had a voice that said, this is the end. This is absolutely the end. And you will have to accept that. And then luckily, he said, like an hour later, they were able, they got themselves unstuck by the grace of God or whatever you believe in. But those stories are so chilling, aren't they? They're so haunting. And this, you know, we put ourselves in these situations. Now, this is somebody, you know, a scientist or reporter, you know, trying to actually uh, be able to convey these things to us, these people that would never do that. But then these people are doing it for uh, like kind of weird joy rides, you know, these rich people expeditions that we will never be able to explore. Explore. I one time went skydiving, and I got to tell you, it, it was a fun idea. And so you're driving out to that field at like six in the morning. I remember, like by Magic Mountain, me and my buddy Pat, and we're like, "Why the f did we do this?" It was the most somber drive ever because we realized we were jumping out of a plane, and all of a sudden, this kind of fun daredevil idea uh, all of a sudden didn't seem so fun when you're driving there on a Sunday morning, thinking like wait a sec, I'm willingly jumping out of a plane. Like I'm willingly jumping. I'm putting my life in the hands of another more experienced diver, but all of a sudden, you know, like I'm not in control of this scary as hell, scary as hell. So I pray, I'm, I, you know, we're sending all this energy out there. Uh, you know, we want, we want of course survival, but as time moves on, it just seems less and less like that. Now, the weirdest part of this story for me, and this is where it starts to get weirdly darkly humorous, where is that's kind of the sweet spot for so bad it's good, is that the stepson of uh, a billionaire that is on board, this billionaire that is spoken very highly of in terms of, uh, you know, I guess all of his connections and everything that he's done. Uh, I believe his last name is Harding. Uh, he is 58 years old. He's a CEO of Action Aviation in Dubai. And uh, they're on board. And his stepson, this guy's stepson, his, his name is Brian Saz. He um, he goes to a Blink-182 show 
while in San Diego, while his stepdad is stuck. And you're like, okay, well, you know, but why do we even know about that? Because listen, you can, you know, if County Crows is coming and someone's going, I mean, it's like, no, listen, I, no matter what, I'd be going to my family and not going to the show. But this guy must be the biggest Blink-182 fan. I mean, Blink-182 having the best week ever or the most insane week ever. First, Kourtney Kardashian does her little sign of like, Travis, I'm pregnant. Now this Brian Saz kid, his stepdad, the billionaire, is stuck, you know, by the Titanic. Everybody's freaking out. But this guy's like, you know what? My therapy is music. God, you would think actually my therapy is starting Schwartz and Sandys. No. So he's like, listen, got to go to Blink-182. The other thing I would think, though, if you do, if you must, if you're like, fuck it, got to see those Blink-182 guys, got to, needs to, is that I wouldn't run to social media and, and I, you wouldn't see me posted a damn thing. I would go there. I would feel the music. I would be like, what's my age again? And then I'd be out of there. And I nobody would be the wiser because I think part of me would be like, wow, this is pretty, sh this could be perceived as pretty shitty, right? Like this, this is not good. Um, but this, he, Brian didn't, didn't, didn't feel like that. Like he felt like need to post about it and not even just post. He tagged blink 182 in his tweets. Cause he wanted blink 182 to know that he was going to be there. And he, he started, uh, by saying things like, uh, at Blink-182, I'm pregnant as well. No, he said, at Blink-182, it might be distasteful being here, but my family would want me to be at the Blink-182 show as it's my favorite band and music helps me in difficult times. Now, you're like, oh my goodness, this 15-year-old kid needs music. And then you're like, wait a sec, he's 37 years old. Okay, I need music too. That's fine. 37 years old. He's at, he's like at blank 182. And he said, My stepdad is missing in the sub at the Titanic site. I'm here at San Diego for support. Thanks. Um, he he was then tagging the actual band members, like at Tom DeLong. Um, and he posted this not only on Twitter, but on Instagram as well. And then this is where social media is wild and the public is wild because then we start digging into this guy. This guy is wild because then you see that this guy is going to all of these <coughs> concerts and EDM shows. And then also he's, um, he's like tweeting back and forth with only fans models. <laughs> like, Hey, my dad's down at the sub. You know, like he's shooting a shot with OnlyFans models <coughs> on Twitter and he's using his dad trapped in his stepdad trapped in the sub. I'm like, this guy is wild. And then the sad, the, I mean, the scary thing is it turns out this guy had a bunch of accusations against him for these EDM electric electronic dance music festivals where he uh, threatened a lot of young women at these festivals um, it really scary history. If you look into this guy now, I do think there is, you know, something wrong with this gentleman. I don't want to diagnose, even though he did say in a Twitter, somebody called him autistic and he goes, I am. He said, I am. So I don't know if that's him confirming that or if he was just, you know, playing along because he's getting back and forth with these things of like, I don't care. And people were asking him, like, how's the merch at the Blink-182 show? He's like, amazing merch. Listen, I think music can be there at the toughest times in your life completely. 
I think the actually posting, it's like, it's, it's like that shitty thing where you're, that's what social media has done to us in some ways where you're like real life, real tragedy is actually happening, but you're like, it, but I can't pass up this opportunity to post a sweet pic on Instagram. Ah, I know this is going to get a lot of likes. I need it. I need it. And that's the part that gets you really uh, kind of, you know, it's a little weird. It's, it's scary per se. Now, Cardi B, of course, you know, Cardi B, of course, is going to get involved. Cardi B is seeing what's going on and she's, she's a little weirded out herself as we all are. But Cardi, Cardi likes to jump in and say some stuff. Now, Cardi went on to her, I believe this was her TikTok, and uh, she expressed some opinions about this. And I, I agreed with Cardi B. I'm trying to find this for you to play. Uh, but also, Cardi B is using a filter where she has a uh, skeleton man hugging her. It's very hard to explain. If you've seen this, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, but she, it's guys, you can't make this stuff up. We are, we are getting, it's, it, it, we're too weird as a society. It's getting crazy. And you think housewives are, are the craziest, you know, like, no, it's like just real life is becoming just increasingly more and more insane as we go on. Um, it, it's truly wild. Where is this, uh, this, oh, here we go. So one of the billionaires that's missing on the, on the water from that submarine ship, one of the billionaires, their stepson is at a concert, right? At a Blink-182 concert. And people is like, um, well, what is he supposed to do? Be sad at the house? Is he supposed to go look for himself? Yes. You're supposed to be at the house sad. You're supposed to be crying for me. You're supposed to be right next to the phone waiting to hear any updates about me. You're supposed to be uh, counseling your mom and shit. Like, isn't it sad that you are a whole fucking billionaire and nobody gives a fuck about you? Like, like you missing and motherfuckers ready to shake dicks at concert. That's crazy. I'd rather be broke. I'd rather be broke than like and poor, but knowing that I'm love. Like, so one of the billionaires. Okay, so that's Cardi. Cardi. I mean, I I gen I agree with Cardi completely on this. I stand with Cardi. I mean, Cardi. You know, like that's the thing. It's like more money, more problems, right? I mean, it's wild that Cardi B is like, yeah, like listen, this million billionaires down there. This kid's going off to a Blink One Eighty Two show. Once again, if you love Blink One Eighty Two this much, you just keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Unless you're Kourtney Kardashian, you need to announce you're pregnant at the concert. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. But then this guy is now in a Twitter beef with Cardi B, the stepson. He is calling this Cardi B out because now he's it, it's now some weird clout thing for him. It, it's completely bizarre what this has turned into is now this this uh, kid is called this 37 year old kid is calling Cardi out and saying, how dare you come at me? And you know, Cardi's crazy, this and that it is, it's completely off the rails. It, I, I just don't necessarily at this point, is, is Vin Diesel going to get involved? Like I was trying to think of the other insane people that are just going to like, not Cardi's not insane at all, but just, I was trying to think of like, remember that Imagine music video during the pandemic with uh, Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot? And it was like, imagine all the people. And like each celebrity sung a little part. I'm, I I don't mean Cardi B is doing that, but I just wrote like the collective of weird, wild celebrities that just popped up in this Imagine video. It is just, 
every life event now has a who's who it's like stars on Mars on Fox. You're like, why is Lance Armstrong there? And then there's Tom Schwartz. Of course, Ronda Rousey is there. You know, we're doing this with real life, tragic events. We make everything this pop culture moment now where you can't really uh, tell what is for entertainment. What is real? This is actually this tragic situation. Yet we kind of make it into this pop culture thing that you have to talk about because it is, you're like, this, this can't be happening. I watched the entire sixth season of black mirror over the weekend that netflix show all five episodes i loved each and every one those of you bitching and saying some of those horror ones aren't black mirror go yeah we just complain about everything i loved it loved it loved it loved it but we make every, everything's a black mirror episode now everything's like just shockingly cringe and horrible and funny and sad it's everything Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. But regardless, I wanted to talk about this story because I've thought about nothing else in this last day. God, I'm looking at pictures of this guy posting at the concert He's really in love uh, with all of this stuff. But look up this kid, Brian Saz. Uh, you know, get into a fight. I mean, just imagine your stepdad or any of your family getting into this situation and then somehow getting into a Twitter beef with Cardi B. And imagine Cardi B being the one that is right. Well, imagine Cardi B caring about your family more than you do. Well, now is my favorite part of the show where I get to talk about our sponsors. And this week we are sponsored once again by our friends over at BetterHelp. Um, listen, um, they give you this copy that you're supposed to read, right? <clears throat> but I, I can, I'm happy to tell you that I actually uh, used BetterHelp this week. Yeah, yeah, this week. Now, they usually... Uh, I thought it would actually be helpful for you guys to know that I actually have used this in the past and I am using this again. And it was really, really easy. That's the good part. When you, you know, the hardest part is actually reaching out to actually know you're like, Hey, I don't feel right. 
I do need to talk to somebody. There are situations in my life right now that I can't deal with by myself. And that's the hardest part is actually reaching out. The easiest part, let me just say up top before I read any of this stuff, the easiest part was better help. Like you literally put in your information and within 24 hours, they had already matched me with a therapist. They just asked you a couple of very simple questions, um, where you're located, what's your age, what's any just basic things. And they matched you and I was able to set up a, an appointment for this week. And so that is, that is the best thing when you're not actually feeling your best. And I don't mean uh, physically, but emotionally, that um, that people like BetterHelp or companies like BetterHelp can help you um, take away the part of these things being hard to go do. Like they're like, hey, we're going to make it as easy as possible for you to try to be able to talk to the person that is potentially going to help you. And I just wanted to say a personal story about mine right up top. And I will keep you guys posted how it goes. Um, but listen, they... they we spend so much time on ourselves in a given week um, or, you know, we were supposed to, but how much time do you spend on other people? And then how do you balance the two? I mean, sometimes I will do way more for other people than I'll do for myself. Or sometimes I feel like I'm doing way more for myself than other people. And, and the hard thing, I mean, with life in general, is just finding that balance. So it's easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never to take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. And I think that for me, <clears throat> that's where this week I, I talked about my experience, I think, on Friday's show um, was that I just uh, I couldn't move on Tuesday everything had become so overwhelming. And I don't mean the work, this work is such a joy to do. That's, this is like, what a, what a, what a great thing to be stressed by, but I'm talking about everything else in my life. Everything just caught up with me and I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't know what to do. And, you know, I was recommended like, Hey, it's probably time for you to actually get back into therapy and not just do one therapy, like, you know, one therapist session one week and say, I'm good. Um, but when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life. So you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Um, I've benefited from therapy many times in the past, and I don't know, I don't want to set up expectations for this time, but the great thing about better help too, is though, if, if you don't, if you don't, I hate to use the word vibe, but if you don't vibe with your therapist, you can actually, uh, you can actually choose another therapist. It's not like you're just locked into this one therapist, which I think is extremely helpful because it's like anything you're trying to find that, 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 that thing that actually works for you. You know, this is for you. This is to help you. And sometimes, like I said in the beginning, it is hard to make that commitment to yourself, but it's sometimes so much easier to make that commitment to other people and for other people. But if you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Um, it's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Uh, and that was another big thing for me, especially right now, because I'm, I don't know where I'm going to be week to week. I might be here. I might be in Arizona. I might go, you know, like there's just a lot of different things. And that that's one thing I'll do to myself. I'll trap myself a little bit of like, well, I can't possibly do that right now because I'm leaving out of town next week. So I can't possibly start this new thing. 
But with that, you you can literally do this anywhere. All you need is your computer or a phone. And for the most part, I think we all have those. If not, I'm I'm willing to to loan you mine if you're in the the Gilbert, Arizona area. Um, but it's designed to be just flexible, suited to your schedule. Like I said, you just fill out that brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So find more ba- balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash so bad today to get 10% off your first month. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash so bad. Um, listen, give it a shot. Try it. I'm going to try it. I just wanted to let you guys know that I did do this this week and it was so quick. It was so quick that I was almost like, you know what? I was banking on this. Like, uh, I was banking on not hearing from a couple more days, so I didn't have to actually do it yet, but now it, I'm, it's going to be great. It's going to be good. So all, don't worry. And also all this information will be in the show notes and, uh, and now back for the remaining portion of our show. Wild. Okay. Okay. We're back, you guys. Only 48 minutes in. Just uh, you know, just, just shits and giggles. We're just we're just having fun here. Uh, there's been so many other things going on that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, listen, this Ben Affleck, I happy Father's Day late. I know I did a Monday show and I think I said that, but I I forgot to mention this Jennifer Lopez, her and uh, you know, this uh they're hot and heavy still. On Father's Day, get this. Kick the kids out of the room. We're going to talk some dirty stuff here. This Jennifer Lopez posts like a daddy shot of Ben Affleck, which is like, it's like him taking a picture of himself. Just like he's all ripped and like cut up. You know, he's just all, he looks great, right? Looks good. Everybody was like, oh, yum. A lot of people were like, what? Um, because like I posted a, like a picture of my dad, I think from like the, like the seventies when he had a huge Afro, I wasn't looking like, Hey dad, can you give me somewhere? I see your pubes a little bit as in your father's day post. But JLo was like, no, look at my man's look how, look how ripped up he is. Look, you know, Dunkin' Donuts does a body good. And he's like, happy daddy day. And I just, first I was like, wow, good for you, Ben Affleck to keep that body. Cause I look at that body. I mean, you just know how much work goes into that on top of that. He's, you know, having to write and act and direct. It just seems like so much work. You have to keep up with Jennifer Lopez, just to do the whole Benefer thing. You got to get all ripped up. I, I look at that. I'm just like, damn, I don't have that in me at all. Um, so then does that amazing. But then all I can think about was that, I was like, show us that damn back tattoo, J-Lo. You know he has that big Phoenix tattoo on his back that takes up the whole back. You guys have seen that photo. I post it all the time on Instagram because it is one of the weirdest, like, I mean, it's another Black Mirror episode. Like, I need a whole four-part HBO Max or Max docuseries on the making of Ben Affleck's Phoenix tattoo. You know that one. He's coming out of the ocean. He's like... You know, he's like the old man in the seas just looking out, but we see this like hideous, colorful Phoenix tattoo. And uh, it, it's like, what would position? Cause that takes a lot of work to get that large of a tattoo and the coloring. And you're like, that's just so, he's like, it's like the billionaire going down to the Titanic. Ben Affleck was like, listen, my life is just blessed in so many ways. You know what I'm going to do to screw it up? I'm going to get a giant. Like, was this something? Was this a prank gone wrong? Did he, did he? Did somebody knock him out for a week? And instead of selling his kidneys, they ended up giving him a big Phoenix back tattoo. It's like the boy with the dragon tattoo in the back there. It's the scariest looking tattoo. And you know, 
you know, this JLo can't peg him ever because she doesn't want to see that hideous thing. But I was like, show us the back because if one like JLo, I think probably does a lot of good for Ben, keeps him clean, all that stuff. But, you know, you know, like you, she had to have gotten rid of that. She had to have made him got rid of that back tattoo. You know it. But I was like, show us that tattoo. I don't care about the front. I'm sure a lot of you girls and, and guys liked it, but I, I who cares? I want to see that back. Like happy daddy day that that's my, I would, I want to see what the status of that, that tattoo is. Aren't you guys curious even in the little bit? Come on. Oh God. It was so, Oh, so I, I was just, what I, I couldn't believe. I don't know why. I was just like, wow, what a, what a father's day post. It's kind of like that same thing when people talk about John Ham's huge dong. And then John Hamm, you know, I remember, was he on Stern or something? And he was like, listen, I don't want to talk. That's just rubbish. I don't want to talk about that. That's just not appropriate. I'm like, once again, I'll say this all the time. Samaj always here. Samaj is one of the only people, one of the listeners that tried to get my rumor of me having a huge dong. He tried to start that rumor for me. And a couple of people actually did and never really took. Hopefully we can start that again at some point. But like, you know, if I would, if, if somebody walked around saying and you could see a huge dong, I'd only be wearing gray sweatpants. I would. And if somebody asked me, I'd be like, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Like John Ham's like, no, 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 no. It's uncouth. Da, da, da. I'm like, are you kidding me? You were blessed with a huge dong and you're being shy about it. That's a gift. Have you seen Boogie Nights? Are you kidding me? That's a gift. It's a gift. Are you kidding? The only way I wouldn't want to talk about it is if I had a big Phoenix tattoo etched in on that dong. And then it'd be like, well, let's not talk about it. But other than that, like, I would, I would die. Um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I just wanted to, wanted to, uh, that's all I got to say about that. Um, okay. You guys also know that I, uh, to Vanderpump Rules News, we go. You guys know that I am... Uh, there's this... This is a bummer, actually, for me. I, uh, Josh, he is a um, TMZ reporter and backgrid reporter, and he pretty much goes up on reality stars and celebrities. He's like, okay, okay, hey, uh, Tom Sandoval, what's going on? Okay, okay. And he asks, like, questions, sometimes wildly inappropriate, but they're usually... He seems like a good natured guy, right? He seems like, okay, where I never really, I was like, uh, and I've, I've done multiple bits on this show about him. I've gone through all of this interviews and I've really, um, I've, I've really grown to appreciate him. And I've thought like, oh, this is one of my favorite people that do this kind of content. I like Josh. I thought he had a good heart until the other day. This was Sunday or Monday, father's day. And this came out on TMZ where he caught Ariana Maddox. Now, Ariana, I do know this. So with Josh, like for the Tom ones, I know he's dropped the location and the Raquel one in front of the nail salon. But I know Ariana. Ariana had told me that the first one that Josh did with her was at, I think, a Pavilion's parking lot at a grocery store. And she said, I, and you, you can watch this. She's like, I, had, I, I don't even know how he found me. Like, it was wild. Um, and this one doesn't know how he found her as well. So this is wild. And this kind of bummed me out because I thought Josh, even though he does what he does, I thought he was above this kind of shit. Listen to this and see if you can point out the multiple times where this might enrage you. Here we go. Scandable was like, it uh, started out bad, but it's, I want to like, sorry, let me get You think like, it's time for another. Uh, you think like, Scandable was like, 
it, it started out bad, but it's not one of like the best things that's happened to you because of like every, the exposure that you've got and like the brand deals that you've kind of got because of that. Um, I don't know. You don't know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, do you plan on forgiving Raquel? I know she's in a mental hospital. She hasn't been really doing well. Um, do you plan on? Has she talked? Have you talked to her ever since? Have you checked in on her just to make sure she's okay? You don't know her at all anymore? <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out how this works. Oh, you're trying to figure out how it works? Okay. Okay. It was Father's Day the other day. Do you plan on having kids in the future? Do you think you and Daniel maybe might? Um, I was more thinking about my dad uh -huh. on Father's Day, and okay. he's dead, so. Okay, yeah, I read about Father's that. Father's Day is not a great day for me. Okay, sorry to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I read about that. So, uh, by the way, the whole thing, she's trying to plug in her electric uh, vehicle, I think. And this Josh, man, like, I don't want to think badly of him, but like, you have to know. I, I walked away, or I walked away. I was sitting on the toilet. I didn't walk away. I was watching on the toilet. I kept continuing to sit on the toilet. And I just thought, was this guy trying to provoke her? Like, also, what are you? Uh, okay, okay. I, I read the book where your dad died. Yeah, I, re I read about that. Uh, if you read about that, then why would you fucking say that? Like, to me, that was, like, such a, like, are you trying to poke the bear to see if you can get a little bit of a reaction? And then also, if you know Ariana at all, you know the kid thing has always been not a sensitive topic, but she has to keep letting people know that it's all right for women to not have children. It's all right for them to – imagine that in this day and age for women to have a choice. And I think if you listen to this podcast, you know – we are not pro women having choices. And I think we can all agree on that. Even the women, you guys know, you don't deserve a choice. Uh, Ariana is one of those crazy women. First off, we've established doesn't get the pins and batteries, right? Does not have sex anytime Tom Sandoval ever wanted. Wouldn't do that. And then she's out there saying that, uh, that it's okay for women to not want to have kids. What? Say What? Uh, that's day that's called that's terrorism folks that's what that is um no that was a really frustrating thing because i just sat there and, and then he was he and i always make fun of the he does the okay okay and this he was kind of doing these sad he's like okay 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 and also josh if you cared that much help her fucking plug in her electric vehicle he's just sitting there with a camera going like you think you're gonna talk to raquel again uh <laughs> She's like, I don't know her. You don't know her? Okay, okay. Um, do you think Scandal was actually good? <laughs> it's just so wild. We live in such a weird society. So, anyways, I'm sure you guys already saw that. And that's um, I got that from an account on Instagram. I like um what's their name? By Bywig Hello Drama. Great account on IG. I like them a lot. Um, I got that video from there. So that's, uh, oh, Josh, man. I, I was just complimenting Josh so much the other day. Now I I was so disappointed in him. The other thing I thought was funny in regards to this was, uh, do you, okay, for you 80s kids out there, get this. Do you remember 
it was like Saturday morning cartoons on NBC. They had the more, you know, campaign and it would have like this star and it would be like, you know, reading helps the mind. And it also shapes the person that you are to become. And it'd be like, ding, 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 ding. And it would be the more, you know, and it would just be like little helpful tips. We'll get this. You guys, NBC universal are bringing back these PSAs, these public service announcements. And Miss Ariana Maddox is one of the people. So you got Jenna Bush Hager on reading. You have Lester Holt on media literacy. Um, you got Ariana Maddox on, uh, she's doing on mentorship. So let's listen to Ariana's The More You Know. Oh, oh here we go. We got a little ad here that we have to get through because it's a video. Everything has ads these days. Here we go. Mentorship has meant so much to me personally. Lisa Vanderpump has been an incredible mentor to me, both personally and professionally. If you feel like you have wisdom or knowledge to pass on, it's so important to become a mentor to those who are coming up behind you. Oh, okay. The only thing I don't like about that is that it it used to have like ding, 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 and it would have the arrow shooting. And I don't see that on that and that was my favorite part as a kid you guys know what i'm talking about it was like the shooting star the more you know and i know i have a lot of australian listeners and new zealand you guys probably don't know what the f i'm talking about but it was so and i was thinking i want to do that for so bad it's good but i should do them as like people like tom sandoval it was like dude here's the deal dude Okay, if you want to cheat, dude, this is what you got to do. First off, make sure your phone is securely in your pocket, okay? (laughs) And secondly, (laughs) secondly, don't sleep with your pampy-eyed bimpo in the house that you currently reside with your girl of nine years. The more you know. (laughs) I'm Tom Schwartz for therapy. I've got to tell you, sometimes when I'm down, I'm told I should look into therapy. But instead, try to throw away a lot of money on a nightclub. Ding, 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 ding. The more you know. Come on. Genius. Had to share that with you guys. Um, this is, uh, oh gosh, we're already so far into this. And I have so many other stories. Um, mm, dang it. It's an hour one. Okay. Ah, no gotta get sleep at some point i love that you're like you're like ryan just either do it or not. okay uh okay and just like that is coming back today we have a new kardashian episode that airs tonight uh i i did the first two episodes of kardashians over on the patreon some of the patreon people they're getting wild they're like we don't want these kardashian recaps we hate the kardashians i think you always have to study the kardashians i just do i think they're integral to pop culture and i just enjoy the show in this really weird perverse way i i just i don't even think anything's wrong with i mean i know something's wrong with me but i i enjoy it you got scott like hey what's going on i'm scott i love being here let me shoot with you guys you got courtney having sex with travis every chance she can get and now this is another more you know you know courtney should be like the more you have sex you will eventually get pregnant ding 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 um i enjoy that we got and just like that coming back um Oh, what are these other? Oh, Vicky, you guys, Vicky Gunvalson from Real Housewives of Orange County. Remember her, Miss? Uh, woo, she. You know, you notice all these legends of housewives that are like really Mount Rushmore of housewives. Some of them are just bat shit, dude. Some of them are just bat shit. Uh, like we all love. I mean, I say we all love. 
You Jersey people, man. I say this every episode truly frightens me. The season is over and you guys are fucking like still fighting and like just wild. My buddies, the uh, Brav bros, they had John Fuda on the other day, which I think is a great get. It's a great guest. I would, I, I mean, I've never tried to talk to John Fuda, but I would talk to John Fuda in a heartbeat. You know, Louie, I don't want what you're doing. I don't like it. Stop doing it, Louie. Look me in the face, Louie. Louie, look here. I win. <laughs> Louis like, I win. <laughs> Let's play. Let's play. They're all fucking scary. But anyways, John Fuda was on the Brock Bros podcast and they got just tons of people like as much as they loved it. Then there was a whole contingent that hated it. It's like, we got to, you guys, we got to chill out. We got to chill out. But anyways, Vicky was on a, a podcast the other day. And she, Scandaball was brought up. And in Vicky's wise wisdom that she let us know that she believes this is all fake. She's like, they weren't even married. They knew what was going on. They knew what was going on. It was all fake. And I was just like, you, you lovable dummy. You lovable, lovable dummy. And that's what we like about Vicky. But at the same time, it is so infuriating. Because at that logic, it's like, Vicky, are you telling me that Brooks was all fake? You're like, tell, like, do you really want to go down this road, Vicky? Do you really want to go down this road? And like, I hate these people that we, we grew up loving. These are legends of housewives, legends of reality TV. And sometimes you're like, how am I fucking smarter? at just like just street smarts than Vicky Gunvalson. Vicky Gunvalson also could buy and sell me 10 times over. I mean, the queen of insurance, Kodo insurance. Are you out of here? Like huge, but my God, dummy 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 in certain situations it is so frustrating and of course this guy doesn't ask all these follow-up questions like vicky let me run down something for you now uh brooks ayers uh we call him girth brooks remember the cancer scare was that staged in any sense and now looking back when all the information has come out do you understand why people called him a charlatan and and you know people compare louis Teresa's louis to uh to brooks now like you, you know all of these follow-up questions like well if you think that's true then this over here is equally as true and i don't think it, it's just we it's just it's like it's like the avengers of idiots sometimes like it's just like the avengers of these reality show people that have made us so many great moments you can't have housewives without vicky gunvalson but then sometimes when you realize they're real people it is it'll scare the shit out of you scare the shit out of you also this bb rexa um great segue ryan bb rexa this bummed me out so much uh bb rexa is a pop star uh she has been out there for years and years and she was starting her tour the other night i believe this was in new york city and she was uh near the end of her show and a fan at the very end threw a phone threw his cell phone on the stage and it hit her directly in the eye. And this was the quote from this gentleman. I was trying to see if I could hit her with the phone at the end of the show, because it would be funny. Direct quote from this gentleman, Nicholas Malvagna. Um, and he has, uh, he was arrested and charged with assault, aggravated harassment, attempted assault and harassment after his alleged stunt left the singer with a black eye. Uh, she was rushed off stage, taken to a hospital, but like, it's another one of those examples of we have gone off the rails like shit. I mean, I'm shocked that the kid, the, the blink 182 lover wasn't at the BB Rexa show of like at BB Rexa, my dad, my stepdad's in a submarine. Let me throw a phone at your face so I can feel better. Do you know any only fans models? Like we've gone off the rail. Like also not, not that funny. I mean, not that funny. 
Like we've, we, we've conflated these things for these little like kind of Instagram, Twitter, TikTok little moments where you're like, oh, this will, this will get a lot of likes. This will be really funny. And then you think of the reality of that situation and it is so tragic and it's becoming so normalized, these kind of weird behaviors. And I hate being a fuddy-duddy, but I, fuck it. I am old, I guess. But I don't think there was ever a time where I would have like, you know, thought that was hysterical. I'm actually going to see my nephew on this cruise. I'm going to, I'm going to, I should see if he'll talk on the podcast and talk, uh, see if I just, it's disgusting to me like this, you know, who cares? I don't know if you like BB Rexer or don't like her, but like she doesn't deserve a phone in the flipping face. My God. And, and being like, if you read about her story as well, I know she uh, struggled with some health issues and she gained a little bit of weight and people were giving her shit about that, which we know we don't want our pop stars to be over a certain weight. I mean, just the amount of pressure these people are under amount of the pressure that we're on in our own lives and then trying to put out this message or for whatever need or desire, you're, this is what you've chosen as your business. And you're getting, you know, you're out there in front of all of these people, hoping that they love you, hoping that you can become the next huge pop star and they get a phone thrown in your face and it like literally almost takes your eye out. That's wild. Just wild. Really, really crazy. Um, Oh gosh. Oh, I keep wanting to, I need to stop, but I keep wanting to talk a recommendation for you guys. Love Island. Now love Island. I'm Ian Sterling. If you guys are Love Island fans, you know exactly what I'm doing. The voice of Ian Sterling, who is the narrator of Love Island, which is a UK show. I finally watched my first season last summer and it was magical. Davide, Davide, actress, actress, Davide of Ekansu. Uh, we had uh, Tasha. Tasha was on our show last year. Uh, it's, you know, it's a commitment because it's like three months of episodes, one each night, five, five nights a week five or six nights a week. And I loved it so much. What a great cast. And the new season started a couple of weeks ago. Now you can see it on Hulu. I think there is a week delay. It used to be like a two week delay, but now it's only a week, but you can start on Hulu and catch up <laughs> the first couple. It's, it's kind of like a virus, not a virus. It's kind of like Instagram filters where at first you're like, Oh, those look so stupid. And then you wake up one day and you're like, I wonder what I would look like with Instagram filters on. And then you're like, I love Instagram filters. That's what love Island is because at first you watch it. And especially after last season, I loved it so much. I went in and was like, they're never going to be able to compete with the cast that I knew and love. And then you start watching it and you're like, this sucks. And then by the third episode, you're like, I'm intrigued. You mean that guy likes that girl, but that girl might like that guy and not that guy. I'm fully in. And by the fifth episode, I'm like, keep going. I need more. I need more. It really becomes wildly addictive. And finally, the season has pulled me in. It's like that point in a book where you get to where you're like, I can't put this book down. Love Island. I highly recommend. Plus, you know, you got to you got to watch it with the subtitles on if you're a U.S. audience member, because they have their own vernacular of like, can I pull you for a chat? I can't do accent. <laughs> can I pull you? I'm black. Can I pull you for a chat? They're like, you know what I mean? You know, you, you know what I mean? Uh, I want to crack on. I want to crack on. There's this one guy that mumbles. He's like, oh, you know, you know, he just came on the other day and he just kind of mumbles. <clears throat> Love it so much. But it is just drama. They're all on this villa. And they, they don't leave and they're like paired up. And then there's like elimination ceremonies. It is so ridiculous. And I know you're going to watch it and you're going to be like, this sucks. But trust me, give it five episodes and you will be fully in. I think it's going to be a magical summer. So I just wanted to throw that out. I'm very much enjoying that. 
I wanted to talk to you guys, which I don't think we're going to make it right now, but about Tom Zaslov and Warner Brothers and Discovery. He runs all of this, and I think he's doing one of the piss poorest jobs of anybody running any media conglomerate ever. But I will probably do that when I get back from my trip because this guy has pissed me off to no end. You know, uh, this guy's single-handedly destroying movies to me. Which I also wanted to talk about getting older. We have a new Indiana Jones movie coming out, a sequel, uh, the fifth Indiana Jones movie. And if you're a kid in the 80s and 90, like Indiana Jones meant the world to you in the 90s, Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade, River Phoenix is, you know, uh, Indy in the beginning. And then, ah, just this is magical movies when you're a kid. And we have the uh, newest sequel with Harrison Ford coming out. And I just remember, I was like, wow, does anybody. You know, kids probably don't give a fuck who Indiana Jones is. These movies that are made for like my age range audience, like we're not even showing up for these movies. I was watching Love Island the other day and somebody brought up Hugh Jackman. And he was like, who's he? Who's he? I, how do you not know who Hugh Jackman is? That's not even Harrison Ford. Hugh Jackman? You don't know Hugh Jackman? Like, I'm not even the biggest Hugh Jackman fan of the world, but how do you not know Hugh Jackman? And then I realized these kids are like 21, 22. We're at that point. They don't know who Hugh Jackman is? There needs to be some list of like what kids know, what we know, and what is that in between? What is the sweet spot that can we can converge these uh, these age range audiences? Uh, I got more to talk about about that. Another thing that I keep seeing come up is Kyle and Mauricio from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You remember the show? Well, Kyle, it has been pointed out to me and a lot of people have been making TikToks is that Kyle posted about Mauricio on Father's Day, but rarely posts Mauricio anymore. Now, all of this hubbub uh, last couple of days showed up and then all of a sudden she posted him like two times in the last day, which was unheard of. But there's a lot of speculation right now that Mauricio and Kyle, that there might be trouble in paradise. Now, there's always been rumors, of course, of Mauricio. Uh, people have always sent me Reddit threads, you know, but there's never been any kind of hard proof. But there is that thing, and I wonder if something is going on. I don't know what you guys think. Let me know in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to this, you know, you can email us so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. But it, it's one of those things. And you know, when you're in that long of a relationship, you know, maybe that is one of those things where you do take some time apart and maybe you don't announce it because you know, you do have hope that everything will work out in the end. Who knows? I mean, they've had a long enough relationship and a successful enough relationship. Oh my God. What if that Dorit rumor ever turned out to be true? PK's like, what are you talking about, man? I thought we were great. Oh, I got to remember how to do my TPK because we're going to have Beverly Hills coming up soon. Eric is like, let me upset with Mauricio. I love it. A Mauricio PK sandwich. All right. I'm Eric Jane. I don't know. Do you have you guys? Do you guys have any? You know, Kyle obviously going through something, but in a good way. She's lost so much weight, exercising all the time. But some, I mean, I, listen. I don't know if this is what happens when you become friends with Freddie Mellencamp, but something, something might be up, right? Am I the only one? Also, another recommendation I have for you guys is the other two on Max. Used to be HBO Max. Now it's Max. It's <clears throat> by one of the two creators. Was it Sarah Shafter and Chris Kelly from Saturday Night Live? This is the third season of the other two. And I think it was one of the funniest sitcoms on television right now. It's very meta. There's a lot of housewives jokes in it, but I think it's just one of the funniest shows out there right now. Highly recommend that. We have a new episode of that tomorrow. It is just so enjoyable. I rewatch those episodes when I go to sleep because it just, 
cheers me up and it makes me laugh. Um, but as, as, as we're going to close up this part of the episode and we're going to go to the Real Housewives of Orange County recap, we'll do these as separate videos on YouTube as well. But uh, I, I, I missed talking to you guys on the one day I took off. But like I said, next week, we're going to have the Doty uh, episode on Monday. And then we will, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do, we're going to do something. I'll keep you posted. But in the meantime, assure me that you're, don't leave you guys. Stay with me. Don't find new podcasts. Just stay here. We have literally over 600 episodes that you can go deep into our archives. We've got like another 350 episodes over on Patreon that I haven't released. I mean, we have tons of shit to listen to, but thank you for supporting. Also, let us know what else you want to hear. We have a new season of Love During Lockup coming up that I'm considering covering. Trying to find the things that truly excite me and truly excite you. So let me know what those things are, what you really like uh, hearing from me talk about. Also, that Titanic thing might not have been your cup of tea, but I <clears throat> wanted to talk about it. So let me know if that was okay as well. If it's not okay, you don't have to say, you know, be mean about it. You can say, you know, I, I'd prefer if you did. <laughs> I'd prefer if you didn't. And uh, we'll talk about Real Housewives of Orange County on oh, right here in a second. Okay, I'm going to go rest my voice for a second. Bye, guys. Missed you. Betches.